it means that as long as you are breathing, you are aware that you're receiving something you can be grateful for. And most people, that does away with then that thing of I'll be grateful when, because you can be grateful in every single second that you're alive. And then everything else on top of that is just layer and layer and layer of, wow, there's so much to be grateful for. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. Today, I have Christy Nelson on. Uh, she wrote a book called Waking Up Grateful, and we talk really deep into gratefulness and the practice of gratefulness. And I know you're probably thinking like, oh, great. I've heard that before. I'm telling you right now, guys, I've been doing this a while and I've learned the hard way uh, by not listening to this kind of thing for a very long time that, uh, you know, gratefulness is the antidote to most of your problems. You know, most of your emotional problems, if you spin around the lens and stop looking at it from doom and gloom and start looking at it through the fact that you can be grateful about just about everything, it changes the dynamic. It changes the way you look at life, your family, your business, everything. It changes. I can't stress that enough. It is so important to build a gratefulness practice into your daily life where you can stop, take a moment, pause, and just be thankful for the fact you have air in your lungs and a heart beating in your chest. This episode goes deep into this topic and it gets much deeper into um, what Christie's philosophy is around gratefulness and how you can get it in your life, how you can change the script so that you can be a more grateful, fulfilled, joyful person regardless of what's going on around you. So if that excites you, keep on listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And today's guest is the author of Wake Up Grateful, The Transformative Practice of Taking Nothing for Granted. She served as an executive director at the Grateful Living, uh, Grateful Living from 2014 to 2022. She has spent most of her adult life in a nonprofit uh, leadership, fundraising, and organizational development. She received her BA from UMass Amherst, a graduate certificate in business and psychological or psychology from uh, Boston College, and her master's in public administration with a concentration on leadership studies from Harvard University. She is a stage four cancer survivor who feels blessed to work with her beloved colleagues and sharing the gifts of gratefulness with people around the world. She lives in Western Massachusetts with her family and gives thanks every day to be surrounded with the beauty of nature and the vibrant, loving community. So, Christy Nelson, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here, Joshua Gillow. Thank you. Thanks for having Absolutely. me. I look forward to the conversation. Absolutely. So, you know, some people might be thinking like, why are we talking to somebody who wrote a book on gratefulness, right? And right. isn't this more of like a, a business and sales and mindset side of things? And I have to say, everyone listening, this is the antidote to all of your problems. <laughs> That's why <laughs> gratefulness is so important. And I would love to have Christy get into her story and how, uh, you know, how her life has played out into a way where she was and, and how now she is so grateful for it. So Christy, take it away. Oh, great. Yeah, so, you know, kind of the mainstay of the story is that I 
was uh, got really, really ill when I was 32, which is now uh, 30 years ago, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got sick, I got put in the hospital. I was I had fevers of unknown origin for months and months. I was in the hospital for so long. And I was this vibrant, healthy, successful person. I was living in New York City. I didn't know what was wrong with me. This was just, it took me completely by storm. And for me, I'm an outdoor person, so I'm going to assume that everybody in, in the out, outer spaces is an outdoor person, sure. um, whether by choice or because you have to be. But uh, to be inside a hospital and tethered to intravenous lines and all those things for weeks on end, it was really hard. And yeah. and um, and then after, it took about nine months to diagnose me. And that's also really important because meant that I lived for nine months without knowing what was going on. And then I emerged with this stage four lymphoma diagnosis, which means it had metastasized to my spine and I had to have part of my spine removed and then resected. And so I've got rods and I can walk around the world now, but there was a period of time I couldn't. Um, So it's a dramatic story of kind of like, here's how life was at 32 and then here's how life was at 33. And I went through chemotherapy, radiation, everything for a long time. And I'm still here, which is incredible. And this is how I learned to be grateful, actually, is I faced the prospect of an early death at a time in life. It just, it, I absolutely was not planning on thinking about my mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea that life was all of a sudden reduced to this moment or actually enhanced to this moment, this was all there was. This is all I could count on changed how I felt about everything forever and and I've decided not to go back because when I came out of all that treatment I was so easily grateful and blissed out and everything moved me and so I got out of the hospital I got out of chemotherapy got out of radiation treatment and all of a sudden I didn't know how long I was going to live yeah and Every single thing just made me want to weep with joy. I could not believe that I got to be able to just like walk across a room and make a cup of tea. I couldn't believe the sound of birds chirping. It just blew my mind. And it gave me the awareness. It brought me the gift of awareness that perspective is everything. And when we take what's in our midst and what's in our bodies and what's in our lives for granted, We can never be grateful. We are never grateful. And when we don't take it for granted, when we look at these things and say, oh my God, I can't believe I have this, this, a camera, a computer. I have, we have, you know, the ability to do a podcast. I can look into your face and you're however many miles away that you are. Like to look at everything kind of in its miraculousness because one day it's not going to be there. And there are right now so many people I know who have died who would give anything to have this day, to have the challenges in my life that I have, to have the beauty in my life that I have. But we take it for granted. We walk around like we're entitled to this and so much more and I'll be happy when and I'll be grateful when something's different and everything changes to my liking. And... I help teach people how to be grateful now because it is the most direct pathway 
to joy, to a sense of love, to a sense of grace, to a sense of being in the world in a way where you belong. I mean, it just, and it's to me, it's so relevant to people who are working in business because it's the harbinger of success. It is, when you live this way, success is so easy to find. When you take everything for granted and nothing is enough, success is really hard to come by. I couldn't agree with you more. That's so amazing. Now, before the diagnosis, you had mentioned you're successful and, and all of that. Yeah. How Were you living more, um, kind of taking things for granted and not really paying attention to things? Or, or were you always like this? Were you always kind of were, were grateful? Were you, was it a complete opposite before then? No. You know, the sickness, <laughs> like that kind of thing. So it sounds like you were always kind of a more happy person. But, uh, you know, talk a little bit about, if you wouldn't mind, talk a little bit more about what you were like before the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was certainly a grateful person, but I took a lot for granted. I took for granted that I had a lot more time to do the things I wanted to do and to love the people I wanted to love and to ask for forgiveness from the people I wanted forgiveness from Mm -hmm. and to apologize to the people I wanted to apologize to. I took time for granted more than anything. I was 32. So I think, well, well, you know, average age, I probably lived to 65, 70 years old at least, right? All of a sudden at 33, I'm looking at the prospect of maybe being able to live three years. So it took everything and condensed that universe of possibility for me to the moment, to the moment that I had and to say, what do I want to do with these moments? So that was the big thing I took for granted. And that I could get up in the morning. Nothing will make you appreciate walking, like not having an experience of not being able to walk. Right. So I get up in the morning and my legs work and I can't help but feel thankful because there's a lot of people whose legs don't work and mine yeah, didn't work exactly. for a period of time. So it's so easy to be grateful, Joshua, if you fill yourself and your heart and your awareness with how much could go wrong and how many people are living without the things that we have, how fortunate and blessed and privileged we are, and that it could be otherwise. And at any moment it could be otherwise, because think about how many people it's, it's kind of, you would say, well, Oh, that's so morbid way of thinking. There are so many people who thought they would live to see today who don't have today. Yeah. Right. And so can we live our lives more, vividly openly hugely wholeheartedly in honor of that like i've got today what am i going to do with that gift there's so many people who would give anything for the gift of this day and who am i to like thumb my nose at it like it's not enough or to be persnickety and grumpy and complaining and in scarcity about it like oh if only it wasn't raining you know like there's You know, like, what do we pick as our quarrels with life? Can we shift exactly. that? I think so. And I think that's a, <laughs> it's a gigantic, you know, question for people out there. You know, I know myself, I've, I've been a pretty, you know, joyful, fulfilled person throughout life, more time, that sometimes more than other times. And, and 
you know, it's not until my probably mid thirties until I started realizing, wait a minute here, dude, you've been taking a lot for granted. You have expectations of all kinds of stuff and your happiness is when this happens, right? If you just build your business to this level and you had this much money in the bank and you, you had this many projects or you have this many students or whatever it might be, right? It was always a number and we were always comparing ourselves against that number. And when we fell short, we felt like we weren't enough. And it's this constant, you know, struggle inside. And, and what I love about, you know, having a grateful this practice in your life is that you can be grateful for the air you breathe. Every morning I wake up and the first thing I do, Christy, is I say, thank you, God, for one more day. Mm, thank you. Okay. Please put people in my, my path today that I can help, please. Mm -hmm. And with that being a win, the first thing that happens when I wake up, just to be thankful for the day, how bad can my day possibly be? <laughs> I mean, seriously. So you are such a natural, like this is like talking to a mirror because what I try to tell people is if you can make your gratitude more unconditional, yeah. that it doesn't depend on this unfolding exactly this way and yeah. getting this and having this, like we're taught that gratitude is all about the moments that meet our needs exactly as we want them to be met, you know? Yep. And well, so, but what if waking up is the first miracle. What if yeah. the ability to just, just as you say, and I try to teach people that if you could be grateful for the breath, if you can be grateful for the miracle of your lungs and come to understand what your breathing is doing every single moment to keep you alive and what it does then to how it activates and animates everything else in your body to be possible. The fact that you can take a breath yep. is so extraordinary. So guess what? There's one thing that's going to be with you until this, until the very moment that you're no longer here. And that's your breath. It's the last thing. So until the last breath, you are fully alive, no matter what, if you can find that to be extraordinary, yeah. you've got the golden ticket. You've you literally do. won the golden ticket. So, yeah. and then everything else on top of that is a bonus. It's like, woo, you know, it's like, a, yeah. it's all icing on the cake. It's so true. And even the daily things, we'll call them the daily disciplines, right? We, we talk about that a lot on here is, is having rituals and having certain uh, things that you do each and every day to continue to, to develop and grow, right? Because mm -hmm. the human spirit wants growth, it wants progress, right? So in order to have that, you know, we talk about the four Fs, which is faith, family, fitness, and finance, right? Mm -hmm. To be just growing two millimeters in each one of those each day, gives you that feeling of growth. Now, not every day is going to be the same. And some days you're going to struggle like hell to get there. And other days is going to come easy. But the yeah. point is to stop and say, wait a minute. Thank God I actually have a faith. Thank God I actually have a family. I have, you know, my fitness. I get out and I go for a run in the morning. And the first thing I feel my body, I say, thank you, God, for this opportunity to be able to run, to have a body that I can do this and in a beautiful environment and roads that I can run on. And the air in my lungs, like when you, when you get to that, that level, Yes. And of just the simplest things are like, you know what? Some people are like, the food's not exactly the way I want it to be. And I'm just like, thank God I have food. Thank right. God I have water to drink, clean water. Right. Millions of people get up every morning struggling to find water. And I get it out of my tap and it's awesome water from the ground. And, and it can be around. hot. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's water. I mean, you actually can have hot water. I mean, there's so many people who don't have, take freezing yeah. cold showers and they have, they have no access to clean water, cold water, yeah. hot water, drinking water, anything, you know, so you are yeah. so right. And it's, it's, it's amazing it, because especially with, you know, businesses and people growing businesses, they, I, I, I caution listeners out there that are in the midst of that. And I'm in the midst of that. I know you are as well. It's like to really 
ask yourself, what rules are you living by when it comes to what you can be happy and what, how you become fulfilled and joyful? Because yeah. if it is external, right, extrinsic, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, when I hit that certain number or hit that certain clients or when I can buy that house or that car, those things are always going to be something that if you don't get them, that you're going to feel like, oh, I got screwed or something like that. Or when you do get them, you're going to be like, that's not enough. I need more. So the question is, how can you be joyful and fulfilled with exactly what you have right now? Exactly mm -hmm. what you have, no more, no less, exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And for, for me, that was a big shakeup in my mid thirties. I'm like, wait a minute here. I'm not really that grateful as much as I'd like to say I am. I always want more like what I have isn't enough. Mm. And to stop and say, wait a minute here. What if it was enough? What if the journey was the goal and not the destination? What if is it the man that I was becoming because of this gratefulness in my heart that was growing as I started becoming more aware of it. What if that was enough? What if just getting up and having a business to serve and people to serve was enough? Mm. It's you're not asking me that question. You're just, it's so beautifully rhetorical because you're just asking yourself and giving yeah. everyone else permission to ask that question, which is, yeah. you know, there's a beautiful quote. Um, there's a, a man named Marlon Rico Lee, and he says, be grateful for the things and people in your life. Um, <laughs> it's always hard to remember exactly. I'll get it. Be grateful for the things and people in your life. Um, someone so, somewhere or everyone ever is someone is praying for the things that you take for granted. Yeah. So the truth is, if you look at the things that you have in your life as gorgeous privileges and gifts rather than okay, this now is old, this isn't enough, this isn't what I was hope exactly what I was hoping for. But when you think, oh my God, someone somewhere is praying for this window that I have here, for the tree outside my window, for my ability to move my arm and my hand like this. You know, what are the things that we're taking for granted that we're just passing right on by as if they don't matter? And then I think, it's a tragedy, but it's often true that it often takes a really hard wake up call for people to get real and get hip to what it is that they've got in their lives that they've been walking right by and right past and ignoring and denying and judging and, you know, and that's a tragedy to me. And yet, if you're walking through your life like that, are you waiting for that wake up call? Because the truth is not everyone gets through the wake up calls they get. Yeah. And life isn't always the same on the other side. And I'm really lucky that I can be here right now as a person who can walk through the world and everything, but wake up calls aren't, aren't easy. And so I think there's a way that we go through life sometimes, which is like, we want to get hit over the head. You know, it's like, bam, you know, Confucius hit me, you know, it's like, help me see more clearly, give me perspective. Yeah. So what I say is gratefulness is really about perspective and perspective is the development of what I call spiritual musculature. So when you can gain perspective in your life, exactly where you are right now, and you see your life differently as a result of putting on a different mindset, like, oh, what if this was otherwise? What are the questions we can ask ourselves every single minute of every day that help us more deeply savor what we have? And so that perspective, can we have it now so that we don't need something really, really hard to help us see what we have with more appreciative eyes. Yeah. 
and the stories are classic and they're common about people who wait until it's either almost too late or too late yeah. to actually get grateful for what they have. So what are you waiting for? Like, what yeah. are we waiting for? Don't wait. There's enough right now to fill your heart, to fill your eyes, to fill your senses, to fill your mind, to fill your pockets, to fill everything that you have, the well of who you are, with reasons to be grateful. 100%. So many that you never yeah. need another, another one. I know that I went through a phase in my life with Amazon being a, you know, thing you can just get on your phone, everything on a little piece of glass in your hand, you can order whatever you want, shows up yeah. next day or two days, right? And there was times that if I look back and I'm honest, I was, I would go through and I'd buy things because I felt like it would make me feel better when I was in a down position or whatever, I'd buy stuff or clothes or whatever. And I'd felt like, okay, cool. And then when I get that, I'll be happier, right? I wasn't yeah. thinking that out loud but deep down if i'm being honest that's what i was thinking like when i get that package it'll be fun so it was like i was sending myself little gifts and i would go in and get a package and i'd get this thing and i it wouldn't be the cheapest thing it had to be a better thing because i'm worth more right so i have to do this mm -hmm. whole ego thing and i'd be like i'd order stuff and it'd come in and be like oh i got this this is awesome and i'd look at it and i was excited for about 15 to 20 maybe 30 seconds and then i looked right. at it and i'm like all right hang it up next right it yeah. was like this this conveyor belt of this you know what i mean and i know I'm not the only one, you know, saying this that, or mm -hmm. the only one out there that's ever experienced this where I kept feeling like because I felt not as fulfilled during that time that I felt like something extrinsic could do it for me. And the sad part is all I did was spend a lot of money and got stuff and none of it brought me any joy. None of it brought me any gratefulness, right? And it's because in life, you know, I like Tony Robbins got a line that I absolutely love. And it's, uh, you know, you trade your expectations for yeah, appreciation, for appreciation. right? Exactly. And when you do that, your whole life changes. He says that all the time. And he is so, so right with that. It's when we take, if we think about how many people that we have expectations toward, you know, whether they're teammates or whether they're clients or whether they're family, like certain expectations that are unsaid and probably even unrecognized as words. Like you just have this feeling that this should happen. And your yeah. role is that this person should act this way or do this thing for me. And they don't. And then you start secretly, secretly resenting them and not, you know, completely taking an advantage, but taking uh, them for granted. Yeah. But if you stop for a second, you feel that and you feel that in your soul coming up and you're like, wait a minute here, something's not quite right. I'm not feeling right about this person. What if I traded my expectations of what I want them to do or say or be for appreciation that I even have the opportunity to be with them now? Totally. If you do that enough, that muscle starts getting built. And Christy, I know I'm speaking to the choir here, but I'm telling the mm, listeners because no, it's, it's been way too long to learn this. And then I start saying, wait a minute here. What if I'm just thankful for the fact that they're showing up, that they're doing the best they can, that we're all broken and that we all have our shit and we're mm. all just trying to figure this thing called life out. What if we start there mm -hmm. and start working uh, our way out from there? I love that um, the quote also be kinder than necessary for everyone is facing some kind of battle, yeah. right? So the truth is like how that awakens compassion and appreciation for other people because we're all going through this wildly crazy yeah. life and and we're encouraged so much externally to to need more, to want more, to crave more, to to be less easily satisfied, to be less easily satiated, right? Like that's part of yeah. the whole the this universe the soup that we're swimming in that we can we can hardly even identify and yet we feel like oh if only you know when i have that glass of wine at the end of the day oh i'm going to be so much more relaxed i'm going to yep. be so much more and then when i have that second glass of wine and then it's like you know it's like and and yep. we're 
addictions are just so easily built into the system of, I think, a life that isn't lived from the place of what is there to celebrate as opposed to what do I want to put behind me? What, you know, like those moments that we're willing to trade away when we're, I mean, I call it intoxicated, intoxicated relationships to money, to love, to sex, to media, to social media, to booze, yeah. to food, whatever it is, um, that when we're intoxicated, we're always dreaming this bigger dream. We think that there's something else there. We're trying to get to it and it never comes. And so a little bit more and a little bit again and a little bit everything. And, and those intoxications take us really far from ourselves and they take us far from joy and they take us far from contentment. And, um, you know, it ends up being a pretty sad and lonely way to live life. And so what's the risk? The risk is, you know, are you willing to go through life with your heart and eyes wide open? Are you willing yeah. to go through life, uh, you know, grateful for everything that comes your way as opposed to constantly disappointed and chronically um, unsatisfied? It's true, and I think it's chronic is the right word because it's something that that most of us struggle with on a, on a daily basis and don't even realize it. Even just yesterday, my wife and I we take a walk each morning. Uh, it's part of our rituals that we do, and and at one point we were walking along, and I was talking about my day, you know, yes, the day before or the day I forget what we were talking about, but anyway, she just said, "Stop for a moment, look." And across mm -hmm. these junipers, there was uh, there was all these spider webs. They looked like little mini trampolines everywhere, right? Just mm -hmm. the little ones, probably the size of a baseball, and. The mist was in there, and it was just so beautiful. They were they were dappled over the entire long hedgerow, and we just stopped and looked and said, "Wow, that is incredible!" Just and we just looked at it. And I said, "You know what? Thank God she's in my life because she slows me down at times when I'm so focused yeah. on something else." She's like, "Just stop, look yeah. at the spider webs, and listen to the birds chirping, and yes. all that." Sometimes I'm like, "No, yes. I want to tell you what's on my mind. This is not important." But she's right, right? She's like, "Slow it down. This is the important stuff. That stuff will all come right. and go." This is the right. important stuff. Breathe. To be present, to be yeah. really fully here, because also we're so busy obsessing about what just happened or what might happen and, yeah. you know, that we're really losing the moment so much of the time. And one of the principles of, of grateful living is the ordinary actually is extraordinary. The ordinary oh, yeah. is extraordinary. You don't need to wait for anything. And um, when you take nothing for granted, life is abundant. So the truth is, if you're seeking abundance, you don't need to do anything other than look differently at what you already have, really. Yeah. And when you look at what you have with eyes of appreciation and eyes not taking things for granted and eyes where you feel privileged to have what you have, then suddenly life is so, it's like too big to even talk about. It's like yeah. you have so much that it's, we spend most of our lives not even able to connect with or appreciate most of what we have. Yeah. So what if we committed to really appreciating what we have and then give the rest away? You know, it's like yeah. if, if you can't appreciate what you have, give it to somebody who can appreciate it, you know, and that's also that's a source right. of joy is generosity that comes from being grateful too. Oh, yeah. So I think it, I think you're exactly right. I think the spiritual musculature of, of perspective is so critical to develop and it starts first thing in the morning. And I love that you talk about these rituals and what are you doing for self care and, to inculcate in yourself, to bring into yourself that sense of 
of overwhelming appreciation for the gift of life and seeing life as a gift. That's another one of the principles is life is a gift. Yes. We have no idea how long it's going to last. Yeah. We didn't do anything to earn it or deserve it. We don't have to. It's just here. It's a gift. And everything in our lives is a gift. Yes. So even the hard stuff is really yeah. important to learn from. So when we when we think about life that way, you can always feel like you're receiving because you don't have to wait for anything else. If like what you said, you ground yourself in your breath. It means that as long as you are breathing, you are aware that you're receiving something you can be grateful for. And most people, that does away with then that thing of I'll be grateful when, mm -hmm. because you can be grateful in every single second that you're alive. Yes. And then everything else on top of that is just layer and layer and layer of, mm -hmm. wow, there's so much to be grateful for. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And the interesting part here is oftentimes people think of being grateful for the good things, right? All the positive things yeah. that happen and, yeah. and try to put all the negative ones in that closet and lock the door, right? Here's a challenge for the listeners, because I've learned this again a little bit too late in life, in my opinion. It should have been, been earlier, but I'm still grateful that I had the opportunity to learn this, is that problems are the gifts we grow from right? And if that's the truth, if that's truly a fact, then all the problems that we manage right now, they're all designed to help us grow. They're not yeah. a problem. They're not a boat anchor holding you back. These are opportunities for you to grow if you choose to see them that way. If you choose exactly. to be grateful for them, if you have clients that are driving you crazy, they're trying to teach you something. You know, lessons will be repeated until they're learned, right? So, mm -hmm. so be grateful for the fact you have clients that are complaining. It sounds crazy, I know. Or if you have issues, you know, in, in your in your marriage or in a, in kind of relationships, just be happy you have those relationships, and work from there. You know, mm -hmm. start looking at even the problems as gifts. And when you do that, when you start looking at those problems as gifts, everything changes. They're not something you're trying to keep yourself away from. They're, they, they're something that you've got to pour everything you've got into. And mm -hmm. that's the beauty. That's part of the, the human experience, right? And I think the, what you said, the word you said that's so powerful for me too is, you know, to ask yourself, what's the opportunity in this difficulty? Yes. What is the opportunity that I'm being called to rise to notice? What, what is being asked of me here? Mm -hmm. and, and if I can learn something from this, maybe I don't need to keep being in this difficult situation over and over and over again. Maybe there's some growth that's being just really that life is wanting from me. And if I can figure something out that I can then be wiser and transcend this difficulty. And that's really a gift too. But if not, if you're always begrudging it and bemoaning it, I like to say befriend it instead. Like how can yeah. you befriend and not just bemoan and begrudge everything? So it's like if you befriend it, then it's like be curious about it. Be yeah. be interested in what this is in your life for and and maybe you can really shift things from that place that wouldn't oh, I agree. shift otherwise. Yeah. And if you find if listeners out there, if you find yourself at your emotional home, we'll call it, where you typically go when something happens emotionally, say it's anger. Some people fly off the handle right away. Others mm. might worry. They might go deep into worry. Others might try to control the situation. You know, there's so many different emotional homes that we have. And just, you know, a good exercise is to figure out what is your emotional home, right? Because the thing is, when you go to anger, say you're driving along the highway and somebody cuts you off and you immediately get mad, right? Stop. It's a pattern. It's not who you are. It's a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So stop and say, okay, if this pattern happens every time, you know, when I'm driving, I get mad when somebody cuts me off. Stop for a second and, and think about, okay, anger is one response. 
or being grateful is another response. Now, that might sound absolutely crazy because you're pissed off, right? And that's the person, they cut you off and they did something to, to you that you had no control over. Why weren't they more cautious? Why weren't they more thoughtful? All of that. But if you stop and say, holy crap, I'm actually driving on roads I didn't have to pave. I'm driving in a car that I didn't have to build to an airport that I didn't have to plan to an airplane that I still don't understand why it flies <laughs> so I can get to a place in hours instead of weeks or days. Think yeah. about that. You stop yeah. and say, look how it is in, in Pennsylvania. Everyone jokes about the potholes and the roads and all that stuff, especially in springtime and how bad the roads are. I'm like, we have roads. So you drive around <laughs> them. I'm like, perfection is an illusion. So can we get past that? And regardless of what you think your tax dollars should be doing, it doesn't matter. You have roads. You can go to a gas station with money and buy gas all yeah. over the place and go wherever your heart desires. Imagine just being grateful for that alone. Yeah. I, I, you, you are just, you can take this whole subject and just go wild on it, Joshua, because this is just your, clearly your orientation to life. It's in your bones, it's in your cells. And I'm so excited about that. And your listeners are lucky because I think what's important here is this is not pie in the sky, namby-pamby thinking. This is not woo-woo, lulu, you know, this is, this is real world when you look at the people who are most joyful, the people who are most joyful are the most grateful people. Yeah. And Brother David Steindl-Rast, who founded our organization, says, it's not happiness that makes us grateful, it's gratefulness that makes us happy. Ooh, so like if you think that, oh, I just need to be happy and then I'll be grateful, that's absolutely ass backwards. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it really is when you are grateful, then you will be happy. And, happiness and is a the, byproduct. Exactly. Right? Happiness is a byproduct, not a destination. That's exactly. one big thing I want to be very clear on. I know I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to listeners because everyone tells yeah. you, oh, if you can just figure out how to be happy, you'll be, everything will be great. That's bullshit because yeah. happiness is fleeting. It can lead to overindulgence. It can lead to totally. all kinds of stuff, right? You talked about a glass of wine. So one glass of wine will make me happy. Then two, then pretty soon you get up right. the next day and you feel like shit, you're not happy anymore. Mm -hmm. That is an absolute path to not being happy, chasing happiness. And but then you, you think you need more wine, right? Exactly. So it's like, right, the next like, day it's the same I'm not cycle happy. again, oh, right? Oh man, I just need more then. But yeah. I, think, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's absolutely right. And I think there's a reason why they say it's the pursuit of happiness because it's extrinsic, it's outside ourselves. We, it's somewhere outside of us beyond time where we are right now. We're always pursuing it. And also gratitude has been pitched in this way that is... Um, when something good happens, when you get exactly what you want, then yeah. you can be grateful, right? And so that's why I talk about gratefulness. Gratefulness is really an orientation to life that doesn't require anything to happen. So I love that distinction. And I think it's a really important one. Sure. Um, so gratefulness is the gratitude that doesn't depend on what happens. So the more unconditional yeah. your gratitude can be, the more, the more joy and ease you're gonna have in your life. And then also, um, joy is the happiness that doesn't depend on what happens. Yeah. So joy is the the intern the intrinsic state of being joyful, happy without conditions. It doesn't have to change because every time the conditions change, your happiness and your gratitude are going to go away. Yeah. So it's like you're just screwed from the get go. You know, unless you can yeah. figure out how to plant your gratefulness into the things that are most steady, unconditional that are unwavering. And to me, that's I'm alive. 
Yeah. Holy God. You know, for me, that's like when you say about driving down the highway and getting mad at somebody and like, oh, I'm going to an airport. I'm in a car that I didn't make. it. I think it's the most incredible thing that I get to survive almost any drive I take, you know, that I, yeah. given who human beings are and what we're in and the states that we're in and people are, as you say, angry and worried and depressed and anxious and all those things. And it's like, we're all driving within inches of each other at these incredible speeds. And so I... I just think it's the most miraculous thing. There's so much to be grateful for. And There's yet we get a home yellow and it's line like, oh. between us, right? There's a yellow line painted on the Barely ground that sometimes. is between life and death, right? Exactly. And we, we've got faith in that line that others are going to follow that rule, right? And it's it's crazy to think that, that that our life could hang on those two lines in the middle, those two yellow lines. It's crazy when they, you think about that. They do. And they do. And they do. And it's a miracle. It's absolutely just... And, you know, and I think I... I don't want to pitch myself as somebody who doesn't get cranky about traffic. You know, this is one of the things that I, I will say is in the book that I wrote, Wake Up Grateful, in that book, what I say is I, the first months of my life after chemotherapy and radiation and surviving cancer, the first months I was blissed out by everything. I was literally just, I could not believe I got to be alive. And then... I kept living and I lived beyond the prognosis. I lived more than three years. And so I decided to go back to work. And so I had to go shopping for clothes and I got a car and I got, you know, I went, I went back into that world that I had been in before. And I, what I really am honest about is I lost perspective. I got bummed out about having a cold. Oh my God, I've got a cold. This is the worst thing ever. I gained weight. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. You know, I get in traffic jams. My work wasn't the way I wanted it to be. So what I, what I learned from that though, Joshua, is that I learned that perspective was something I could be in charge of. Mm -hmm. And we're all susceptible to losing perspective. And that's important. It's important just to notice it and to be loving and compassionate towards it instead of like beating ourselves up about it. It's like, oh, look at how I've lost perspective. I was so happy when I left work and now I'm home 10 minutes later than I wanted to be home and I am fit to be tied. I'm like, a, you know, I'm the biggest grump who ever walked through the door. Yeah. So it's like, how do we do better keeping perspective about the things that we know are true and the things that we know matter and don't give them up so easily? And I think... That's the thing about perspective is it's a highly changeable, it, it shifts and it takes discipline and practices and rituals and things to keep those muscles strong. Like that's yeah. why I call it spiritual musculature is that it, it really is. What are you doing to keep your musculature strong? So and if you're not doing anything, then if, if that's a flaccid muscle, don't blame anything but yourself. Like you, there are ways to really work with this that change our lives. No doubt, no doubt. And I can say that from my own life experience that I remember the days when I wasn't grateful and that, you know, what was me and everyone else was at fault for all of the way I've, the way I've felt, the way everything that happened around me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's when you make the flip, when you start realizing that you have a choice, you have a choice every day and how you see things, whether yeah. you're going to choose to see, you know, here's another example that I love to tell is when you go to a store and you open a door and you hold it for somebody and they walk mm. through and they say, thank you. You're like, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. That's awesome. Good. All right. And you did a good thing. Pat on the back. Keep moving. But what happens on the days when you open that same exact door and somebody walks through and doesn't say a thing to you? Right. Watch what you do. Because right. I know for me, at a certain point in my life, I was like, son of a bitch, just walk right through here. <laughs> 
didn't say a word to me, prick. Why would they do that? Like, what a selfish asshole. Like, that would be with the thought in my mind, right? Yeah. And I had stopped myself. I said, wait a minute here, Joshua. What are you saying? Why are you opening that door? Right. Why? If we want to be honest, why are we opening that door? Are we doing it so someone sees how great we are, pat me on the back, you know, through nice words and smile and say, oh, that's so nice and move in? Or am I doing it because I just know that's what I want to do? And regardless of the response, it's not going to change the fact that I'm doing it out of a different position. I'm not doing it for ego so I can be patted on the back or on the head or being yeah. told nice things. I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do, regardless of how they respond. It makes no difference. Or you're sitting at a stop sign and you wave somebody through. Um, and they don't go or they do go or two or three people go and you're like, I have nowhere that I have to be in this second. Let them go. Maybe they've got to get to somewhere much faster. You know, maybe they're running late. It's okay. It's, it's fine. Mm. But watching yourself and saying, you know what? Yes. I have the opportunity to do these things and maybe find out first, check yourself. Is it for ego or is it because you want to do it? For instance, yeah. the door, right? And, and it's, you're going to be amazed. I, I know listeners out there, I'm just telling you, because I've gone through that many times with different things where I stop and I say, you know what? I was actually doing that for ego. I was doing that because I was in a, feeling a little bit low and I thought this would be a nice way. Subconsciously, I wasn't logically thinking through right, this. Of course. If I open this door up, someone else saying something nice to me and it'll make me feel better. But it, it, if for that to work, they have to respond the way I'm expecting. Yeah. And if they don't respond the way I'm expecting, then it does the opposite. It makes me beat myself up more. It makes me more unhappy. So it's like, wait a minute here. So again, if we trade our expectations for appreciation, the fact there is a door that I can hold and I can be like, hey guys, come through. And you, right. if they, regardless of what they say, it doesn't matter. It's like, we're good to go. This is, I opened a door because I wanted to, not because I was waiting for some kind of response from somebody. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the, if you allow yourself to notice when you are generous, when you are kind, when you are patient, what comes back to you that you don't need from anywhere outside of yourself. That's right. Just notice how that is a fuel internally. Like it's just, it's like it, what, it's what drives the engine of joy, of contentment, of all those things. So I think, and you know, one of the practices that I love to, to do, and it's in the book and it's also, um, you know, people talk about it other times in other ways, but is to take, you know, you think about all the things you have to do and instead you think about, I get to do those. Yes. And so I use that a lot of the time, which is I am a primary caregiver for a bunch of people in my life, my dad, my stepdad. I'm so lucky they're alive that I get to take care of them. And yet yeah. I have to remember so often, you know, I get to go grocery shopping, cook, take care, help them, do the things I do. I get to because I can and yeah. because they're still here. And a lot of people would give anything to be able to have a father who is still here to take care of. And someday I won't have that father to take care of. Yeah. And so who am I to to feel beleaguered by this opportunity, this, this privilege of being yeah. able to take care of him? So it helps me shift in those moments to say, Oh, I have to do this. What do I have to do today? I have to do this. I have to do this. this is a litany of things I have to do. Yep. Instead, I get to. I get to go grocery shopping because I have a car I can get into. I have money I can spend. There's a store down the road that I can buy healthy food at. I can. I have a body that moves. Like, And a lot of people can't go grocery shopping. Yep. So I get to because I can. I love and that it. is privilege. That's the yeah. definition of privilege for me. And if I can walk through my life feeling privileged more of the time rather than done unto and victimized, I'm a much more joyful, much more effective, much more successful, much more loving and connected person 
who people want to be around. I can tell you that for sure. Then when I just feel like life is kicking me and I'm, you know, what is it? Lucy with a football, but the, you know, it's like all those, mm-hmm. those chronic things that happen all the time where it's like, Oh, here I go again. Yep. So uh, we get that choice. That's the choice of perspective. And I really want to encourage your listeners and, you know, I encourage myself develop the practices that help you keep perspective because it's worth everything. hundred percent. And listeners out there, I challenge you right now to wherever you are, take your phone out, take your uh, pad out of paper and write down, you know, this, this concept that uh, Christy is talking about that you don't have to do things. You get to do everything. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do, I'm just saying it again. You don't have to do anything you're doing right now. You get to do that. And when you make that shift, everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Everything changes. So write that down and look at that. Put it on a little sticky pad. Put it on your computer if you're listening to it or write it down on a notebook or write it on your phone. Make, maybe even make it your screensaver because there's going to be a Tattoo it on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> That's next level. <laughs> if you want to do something radical. <laughs> so you, get, you give up your have-tos and you make them all get-tos. And then you start choosing differently too, right? You start thinking, well, maybe I don't want to do that if I don't have to. Maybe That's maybe exactly that right. Yeah, maybe that doesn't fulfill what I'm doing here. And maybe I can fill my life with more things I get to do because things that bring me joy. That'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it? That's exactly right. And like I say, you know, gratitude is a, it's an exquisite, it's also kind of a demanding practice to come back because the world around us is not encouraging us to be grateful Mm, all the time. The world around us is encouraging us to see the deficiencies and the not enoughness and all that stuff. So to be grateful is kind of a radical act. I think it's a departure. And Mm. what I love to say to people is, so, okay, you're always practicing something. Always we're practicing something. In every single moment you're practicing something, you might as well practice gratefulness because it's worth it. And the side effects are great, you know, and you're going to find it, try it, you know, because it's, it costs you nothing and it can give you everything. Yes. hundred percent. And leaders out there listening or are people that are, you know, developing into leaders right now. This is one of the, the simplest paths Mm -hmm. to not just leading people effectively, but being a fulfilled leader, someone who has a true mission in their heart and they can actually give because this when you're grateful, people feel it. They don't have to say a word. You're like, I'm grateful. I got a shirt that says gratefulness on it. Some post on Facebook. That's bullshit. They feel it. You just are. Mm-hmm. Right. I've met a lot, a lot of men in my life where, uh, you know, you can act. You can tell that they're acting. Right. They're they're putting on this persona, this facade, and they're trying to be a certain way. But you know, deep down, they're struggling just to keep the act up. And then I've met other men that you look at and you're like, very unassuming, but. There's something about them. There's a knowing in there. There's a knowing in there. There's a a built in, in this case, gratefulness that you can just feel. You don't have to hear a word. They don't have to tell you anything. They don't have to post anything on Facebook. You just know. Exactly. And that's something that's, it's, it's, everyone has the capacity to get to that point. They just have to choose it for themselves. And it's not the easy path. Krista, you know that, right? It is, it's definitely something that, that takes focus and attention because the world wants to make you more of a consumer to buy more stuff to make you feel happy and eventually if you bought the bigger car or the bigger house or the fancy this or you have an airplane now i buy an airplane it's going to make me happy i'm telling you right now newsflash guys none of that shit's going to do it you're going to get that car that house that that airplane that whatever you wanted to buy that boat and you're going to sit in it and you're still going to be like what's next what else is there trust me i've been there Not that I own an airplane, I don't, but the point is, (laughs) the point is, those things are not going to bring you joy and fulfillment. Gratitude will. 
And then the funny part is you're going to find yourself in those things, maybe the new car and the house or the boat, doesn't matter, the plane, it doesn't matter. You can be there and you can actually feel fulfilled and not feel like, huh, great, now what's next? I got to sell this plane and buy the next bigger one or my boat's not as fast as my buddies or my house isn't as big as my, my business partners. Or There's always a, a need for more. It's a never-ending cycle. That cycle dies the second you start becoming grateful for what you have. So true. So eloquent. Absolutely. Well, Christy, I have one question left for you. Um, what do you think is the number one reason most people struggle with being grateful? I, I'm going to say what comes to mind, and I was going to say it just a second ago when you were talking. Um, I think living gratefully, like when we really live gratefully, we are in touch with our hearts and with our vulnerability and with the preciousness, preciousness of life, we don't lose touch with those things. It's such an attuned way to live in life that I think a lot of people find power in their complaints and find power in that never ending sense of kind of the chronic scarcity, the wheel, the hamster wheel of like always mm -hmm. wanting more, always want, and that there's something that we've been taught that that's powerful. And I think that being willing to be vulnerable, that gratefulness is really living in that place where we recognize the preciousness of everything. Yeah. And that this moment is precious and that we are like our bodies are amazing and that everything is also fleeting. So the willingness to be, to embrace all of that is to bring us alive. It brings us more alive than anything else in the world, but we have to be willing to live a little more thin skinned. And I think that's the invitation. And if you're attached to your skin being thick and to feeling like the world is happening to you as opposed to you're happening to, you know, life is happening for you versus to you. If you're attached to those concepts that, that give you this illusion of power, I invite you to try, you know, just try living from this grateful heart for a period of time and see what comes towards you and see what falls away because usually what's left is what matters most. Yeah. Boom. I could do a mic drop right there. <laughs> Take one of your earbuds and drop it. <laughs> no, I, I, well, it's, it's incredible. And you know, it's, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, as a man, we're, we're taught to be, you know, quiet and reserved and keep our emotions under, under a lid, you know, and behind a door and just act a certain way, uh, emotionless machines. Right. And, uh, I tried that when I was younger and it's just not who I am. Right. And eventually mm -hmm. I realized that it's, it's life is so much better when you live with that thinner skin and you don't put mm -hmm. that thick, you know, armor on every day of trying to be something you aren't and just realize that the closer you are to living in your heart and not your head, the happier yes. you're going to be because our heart is where all the answers are. Our head is what fucks the whole world up. <laughs> Excuse mm. my French. It's, leave, it's leave yeah, it to 100%. you to say that. Yeah, but it is. It's the head that. So if you get yourself, or you're in a position, you got to make a decision, and you find yourself between two things back and forth. You know, my suggestion is, is to just stop and put your hands on your heart, breathe in, and take moments of either prayer or just time, and just put your hands in your heart. Your heart always knows the right answer, always, and get out of your head. That's where it's all about, and that's what this whole practice is about. It's about being grateful, and gratefulness comes from the heart, not from the head. You betcha. Love while you have the chance. That's Love right. Love while you have the chance. 
So Christy, uh, I, I, I mean, I can go on for days with you on this subject. I'm this sure we'll probably talk again soon for sure. Joshua, I appreciate it. Thank you for the gift that you give to your community through this podcast. It's really meaningful, and I hope people recognize that and take take this in, take the invitation in. Thank you. No, it's it's such a privilege to be able to speak and to meet people like you. And, uh, you know, we're two people I probably would never have met each other. And we had this it's opportunity true. to spend 45, 50 minutes together and just talk about things that light us up. And hopefully someone listening, instead of us just having a phone call, the idea of the podcast yeah. is, hey, maybe somebody listening out there gets one nugget from this that helps them change their life. And when they change their life, they change generations, not just mm-hmm. themselves. So and that's the beautiful part of this all. So Christy, how can people find, I know you've written a book, you know, Wake Up Grateful. How can people find that? And, uh, you know, how can they find you? Because you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You can find the book anywhere. Um, that's a good thing. It's coming out in paperback in October. And um, my website is christynelson.net. And um, you can find me there. K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-L-S-O-N.net. And... Um, Hopefully you'll put something in your notes on the show and, you know, just, I, I'm always so appreciative of the people who do find me because I feel like it's meant to be. Always, always. Well, Christy, I appreciate, I love that conversation. It's so incredible. And I hope somebody out there got something from this because I know I sure have. My heart's even mm-hmm. fuller now after this episode. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so thank you again for coming on and spending your precious time with us in order to, you know, just bestow your, your beautiful words and, and your struggle that you've gone through that has created you to exactly who you are right now. And gotcha. uh, I couldn't be more excited or proud to have been, you know, privileged to have this opportunity. You too, Joshua. I feel the same. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So everybody out there listening, um, you know, keep going. Realize that gratitude is a practice. It's something you choose. And if you want to be grateful, it's just like switching glasses. You know, if you've got green colored glasses on you, but seeing the world through those and you see doom and gloom and worry and all this anxiety, you can take those glasses off and you can put on whatever shade you want. And if you want to put on the gratefulness shade and you want to see everything as positive or most things as positive or a lot more than you currently are seeing as positive, it's a choice. Flip the glasses, change the lens. It's all right in front of you right now. You have to do, it costs you nothing. You just have to change your perspective. And you know what? It's the most beautiful thing when you start seeing things through all that color. It's so beautiful. It's so true. And I want to say one word, perspectacles. Change your perspectacles. There we go. Perspectacles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like> yes. That. <laughs> That's a nice fun word. we got to get that onto Wikipedia now. So, <laughs> Well, thank you, Chrissy, for your time you, and Josh. everyone out there listening. See you next week. <laughs>